This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Ferd Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Ferd Neiman here again today with another episode of the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast. My guest today, she's uh, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. She's part of Open Door Capital. She's a head of asset management. Please help me welcome our guest, Sydney Barker. Sydney, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ferd, for having me. Well, Sydney, for, for our guests that don't know you, I see you, I see you a fair amount on LinkedIn and on Facebook, and you've got a you know a good presence there. But for our guests that maybe don't know you, tell us a little bit more your background, what the company does, what, what your roles at the company, and we'll go from there. Okay. Oh well, my background is is in finance and accounting. Um, I started out doing uh, compliance SEC reporting for a large insurance company. Um, I was a controller for a couple different IT companies here in Atlanta, and uh, I just kind of like a lot of people that get started in this industry was trying to pursue the whole passive income lifestyle. And um, I stumbled upon, you know, mobile home parks at the time that, you know, I started looking at this, they were not as hot as they are now. Um, everyone, you know, is doing multifamily apartments. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to do mobile home parks. And, uh, and that was, um, I guess that was the end of 2019. And it's just kind of exploded since then, as, as you know, it's now like, you know, the sexiest asset class, which is somewhat strange to say. Um, so I, I, I got started on my own. I just decided I'm gonna go big. My first deal was a uh, 71 pad. I still have it. Um, and uh, I, I, just, I just started doing that. And I ended up, you know, through networking, um, connected with Brian Murray who's uh, who owns Washington Street Properties. And one day he was like, you know, do you think you can help us? We started these funds and um, we'd like we'd like for you to help us, uh, you know, manage our portfolio of mobile home parks. So it was a huge honor. Um, I love it. I'm so excited to come to work to every day. And, uh, and so right now I'm doing uh, asset management for the Open Door Capital mobile home uh, portfolio. That's great. Now I know you told me earlier you're you're based out of Atlanta right now, but you've got coworkers in Hawaii, Maine, elsewhere. You have properties throughout the country. How does that how does that work, and how does it look from a day to day on asset management? Where you're you're overseeing, you know, presumably budgets, capex, other projects, but you're it's infeasible to be all places at all times. So yeah. maybe give us give us some have some of your day to day, and maybe some some tips as to how you know our listeners can learn as how to. You know, manage such a, a you know, diversified geography? Uh, well, I mean, I think COVID really kind of taught, you know, a lot of the world how to, how to work, you know, um, at home, you know, and, and to communicate, you know, via Zoom and, and different uh, other channels. And um, here we have, um, we use Asana, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, mm -hmm. but it's like a task management, um, project management type software. And we, we basically use that as like our Bible, you know, that's, that's our method of communication. That's our way to, um, you know, be accountable for things that we need to be doing. And, and so we, we love using it. So that's a, a way to keep us all kind of connected and on the same page with stuff. And then um, our ERP system, 
uh, to manage our portfolio, we use Rent Manager, which side note, I absolutely love in spite of remote desktop login. But um, it, 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 really is, it really is a great software. And uh, so uh, that's, that's also our, our Bible for um, you know, keeping track of everything related to the portfolio. So everything lives in there, nothing lives outside of there. It's the way we can keep you know, running a tight ship. We can all communicate well together. No, it's good. We're, we use Rent Manager as well, and it's it's a love hate relationship. It's like oh really? I mean, I, I love it, and that it's like it's this robust program that can do a hundred things. But the yeah, same time, like I've spent so much time in the entrails of Rent Manager, like running balance sheets on a per unit basis and running all these you know, budget you know compare difference reports, and just like gosh, why can there not be more? And I know they have automation, but it just seems like there's just a ton of work that goes into Rent Manager. But yeah, I'm not looking to switch but by any means it's uh, yeah it's a really well, I mean I, I can tell you like just through my experience I have used almost every accounting I, I, I would say like accounting system out there you know from QuickBooks to um and I know this isn't like necessarily related to managing tenants but as far as an accounting system is concerned um rent manager is probably one of the best which is funny because it's 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 just you know you think it's more for operations, but the the accounting, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, capability of Rent Manager is is better to me than QuickBooks. Oh um, yeah, I, I and, told you it's QuickBooks on steroids. It's yeah, I mean, and, and I think QuickBooks is great. I mean, really, for small business, I think QuickBooks is great. Um, uh, let's see, two two companies go IT company. We did a three way merger acquisition and an accounting system implementation, and we spent like a million dollars you know, architecting this new system with different consultants and it was supposed to do all this cool stuff. And I tell you what, that thing was crazy. I, I absolutely love, I absolutely love Rent Manager. So highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely robust. And I, yeah, it is. I don't even yeah. know how to use it all, but it's like, and I don't, when I, and at this point in my life, I don't care to learn how to use it anymore, but it's, it's, it's definitely a valuable tool. For sure. I, I, I kind of nerd out on, on it, to be honest. It's, it's a good program to do that. Sure. <laughs> well, besides some nerding, nerding out on Rent Manager, what, what else, what does asset management look like um, for you? And how do you, how do you, you know, say Asana, Rent Manager, um, how often do you have to go visit your properties? And is it, or is it, is it because of COVID, how are you guys have adapted to just, you know, desktop reviews and, and how do you interact with, you know, other people in the accounting department and property managers and vendors and et cetera? And is there any special sauce there that you're willing to share with our listeners as to how to, you know, you know, keep your hair from burning on fire on a given day with managing mobile home park tenants and investments? Um, well, so we we have we have a standard that we want to we want to actually be in our parks every six months. So we want someone from the team to you know go visit the park, visit with the manager, you know, if if there is an on-site one there, and just um, you know, we have like a checklist, like, hey, when you do a site visit, look for these different things. Um, and we want, we want, you know, our park managers to know we're, we're on top of this. We are watching this very, very closely. So every six months we, we visit our parks. Um, and then as far as just kind of <laughs> trying to, you know, keep the dumpster fire down. I mean, like I said, Asana, we just, we, we build this thing out so much where it just tells you, this is what you have to do today. Here's our top priorities. These are the things that have to get done today. 
Uh, we have recurring tasks. We have um, like for capital projects, we've got different dashboards. So I'll put like a, like a capital project dashboard, like here are the ones that we need to do, um, you know, for the lender, the lender requires us to do this, here are the due dates. Um, and it keeps track of all communication. So I, I, I really think that's, I don't wanna say it's a secret sauce, but like being, being organized, especially when you have a huge, a, a team that's continuing to grow, you, you have to have really good communication. No, that makes, I agree, it makes sense. Now, as far as, as, far as growth and your team, and you mentioned earlier, it's, it's a hot market. How is that impacting from the asset management side? I mean, from the acquisition side, it's it, you got to be more aggressive, or you got to just miss out on deals. Um, from a property management side, presumably it's it's going to be similar. But from the asset management side, is it similar, or are you having to take on projects that have more hair on them and are going to require more infrastructure changes and upgrades? Or um, how is I guess how has life changed over the last three years as the market's gotten hotter and hotter by the day? You know, each deal is so different. I mean, we we bought a deal up in Alaska, and you know, trying to even understand the operations of that of that park, it, it's like you're talking about a different planet. You know, like I I've I've never been that far north. I I do not know like what that coldness feels like, but it, it's just it's a different world. It's a different you know type of um, weather patterns, and um, you know, like for instance. You know, there's certain times a year where the sun doesn't fully go down so the plants go crazy and you know you have to make sure that you you know you're going to have a little bit more expense associated with you know landscaping costs so you know there's 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 a lot of stuff you know that that we've learned you know depending on the climate you know there's you got to play different games and and, and move your money around and, and budget properly for uh for stuff like that but you know each, each park has its own thing i mean um each lender has its own requirements um, so it, 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 it's all different. It's definitely kept us on our toes. We have, um, we've, we've grown exponentially with the parks that, that we've, uh, brought on and it's been, um, you know, it's been challenging to try to, you know, onboard them and onboard them, you know, perfectly, you know, I, I would love everything to be perfect, but sometimes that's not attainable. But, um, I think, I think our team has done an awesome job with the volume, um, that, that we've experienced, I mean, this year alone, uh, to onboard these parks, so. Got it, yeah, Alaska, I, I've never been there, but I would imagine that's gonna be a different animal. I mean, just, I'm thinking about heat tape and frozen pipes have to be a major concern there. I was, yeah. That's where I went instead of, instead of plants, I wouldn't even have thought of that. I would have thought, oh my gosh, frozen pipes everywhere. But, yeah, and, uh, and, and even this, even this park, like I didn't realize um, road maintenance is huge you know, with the way that the wind whips and, and constantly blows, like, you know, we almost have like a side business for road repair. Like we've got some heavy machinery, that like dumps gravel and sand and uh, spreads it out. And, you know, we, we have a, a snow plower, like it's like this little separate like maintenance company within our park. Um, and uh, what's kind of cool is we've actually been able to, you know, take that expense, which is not, you know, I mean, it, it's high. It's high when in the in the snow months, but we've actually been able to go serve other uh, residents, businesses outside the park and actually try to offset some of that cost. Mm. So, um, so that's, that's, that definitely was not expected, but we were able to kind of mitigate those costs and get a little creative. 
interesting. Yeah, definitely not uh, not your core business. I've I've looked at a yeah. couple of those where I've got loaders or toter trucks that come with their parts, and maybe I can pour concrete for somebody else. Maybe I can move on to somebody else. And just like I've never done it, I was like, I had enough of my own stuff to work on. It never made sense. But up there, it's like you've already got the equipment. You know, it's a big, yeah. big fixed cost, and you know, monetize it some other way. Sure. Yeah. What other, what other, you have any horror stories for us or good ideas or tips you can share from the asset management side or, or just in general, your, your operational side? I know you do more than just asset management, but from operations in this business, it's, you know, it's very, it's very intense, very complicated, lots going on relative to a lot of other assets. So, yeah, do you, it's, um, you know, it's, it, 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 it really is, it's kind of a crazy business. Um, you know, I've done site visits and, you know, there's a time, there's times where I'm, you know, I'll ask myself, like, what am I doing? Like, you know, this is, you know, there's people like running in the park with, you know, their shirts off and, you know, you're just like, wow, this is really crazy, but it's really fun. Um, but so we, we have a, we have a weekly asset property manage, management meeting every week. And um, I always like to start off the meeting with like, what, what is your story for the week? Like, tell me, tell me like the most interesting thing that's happened this past week. And the stories are so crazy that I, I'm convinced we have to write a book. Like we have to journal all these things that have been happening. Um, it, it's, it's, it's quite entertaining. Um, things like, uh, you know, domestic violence and then, you know, the park manager will get involved and start yelling in someone's face or, uh, you know, there was a kid that we had that was chopping up cats with machetes. Jeez. I mean, just stuff that doesn't even sound real. So, right. No, I mean, definitely, <laughs> definitely some craziness that happens yeah. in these mobile home parks for sure. Just like what? Yeah. You know, and um, and I I do like a like a monthly write up that's like you know how's the park doing? You know, kind of here's some key financial performance indicators, but here's also operationally what is actually happening. And um, I love doing it because we share, you know, internally with the team. And, you know, since we've got our underwriting team, our acquisitions team, they're able to kind of see, okay, here's kind of what we thought, you know, and underwriting, here's kind of what we were forecasting the expenses would be maybe. And in reality, this is really what is happening. Um, like for instance, you know, legal fees, you know, they've been a little higher with COVID and, you know, the moratorium stuff. So. Um, I think what our team does really well is we have a really good feedback loop, you know, like here's, here's what we thought, but here's the reality and we're able to kind of share so that we can just really dial in our underwriting. Yeah, I mean, this, I agree. the last couple of years has really made underwriting turn on its head. Like what's, what are, what are operations look like? What do collections look like? Yeah. What does infill look like right now? My biggest problem is I can't find homes. Yeah, same, same with us. We, we have a, a hard time finding homes. Um, it's, it's really challenging. Um, we've put in orders for new homes. And I mean, um, I think our last order, you know, we're not going to get until Q1 next year. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I have manufacturers regularly say, nah, don't even waste your time. Like we can't order. Yeah. We, can't, we can't even give you an offline date. It's just, we're not placing orders for you right now. Yeah. And I'm like, I've bought plenty from you before any any loyalty they're like no sorry we just can't do it they're like okay well thanks for thanks for the relationship buddy you know i just thought we were friends and yeah know. there's been multiple times that i'm th i'm thinking gosh i should get into building mobile homes like this is like 
right. so underserved at this point. And you know that it's bad when, when wholesalers are all of a sudden starting to wholesale mobile homes. So it's, uh, it has changed very quickly in a short amount of time. It really, it really has. Yeah. Great. Now you told me earlier that some of your, some of your companies in Hawaii, how does, do you, are you, are you mad that you got stuck in Atlanta or is Atlanta more cool and a better place than, than Hawaii? And how does that work with, you know, your different time zones? You don't ever see each other person face to face, I would assume, presume, but um, is it, that's gotta be, that's a different component to operations than, than more, te more teams would normally have. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the Hawaii team is it really, I would say not on the, the operation side, you know, operating the parks. So, you know, the time difference doesn't really okay. do much, you know, it, it doesn't really bother us at all. Um, and, you know, so, so Brandon and, and his team are out there and, you know, they're more, I would say, I, I like this, this, this line of delineation. It's like, uh, you know, here's investor relations, raising money, finding deals. And then once we close on a deal and it like comes over to Atlanta and, you know, our team is the one that, you know, manages, manages the assets and, uh, um, you know, make sure that they're performing the way that we want to for our portfolio. So, um, you know, this side of the equation is in Hawaii and then this side is in Atlanta. Okay. So that, yeah. that makes some sense that they don't have to work day to day with each other. It's just yeah. different divisions of the company, so to speak. Exactly. And I've actually never been to Hawaii, so I definitely on my list. Yeah. You got an excuse to go. You could expense yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm looking forward to that plane, that that flight though. It's yeah, yeah, that would be that would be brutal. I flew to South Africa once, and it was like 19 hours from Atlanta to Johannesburg, and it was it was crazy. It was oh, long. Yeah. I might go crazy. I don't know if I can sit still that long. Yeah. Well, anything, anything before we go, anything else you want to share? Any other tips or ideas? Or um, floor is yours. And if and if, and if I if I forget. Bug me here too. Where can people find you? How can they reach out to you as well? Ooh, any tips or ideas? Um, huh. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess the tip that I, that I like to share the most is, um, and, and this is coming from a place because I used to do this when I first started in, in this industry, is don't, when, when you're underwriting a deal, when you're looking at a deal, um, it's not all going to work out perfect. You know, your, your water sewer recapture rate is probably not going to be 95%. You know, uh, your occupancy projections, you know, you've got to look at it um, in the light of shortage of mobile homes. You know, you, you, you have to, you have to be very conservative with your underwriting. I see a lot of people that just, that, you know, they're looking at a spreadsheet. They don't really know they're making assumptions. And um, I think you just have to be really careful with underwriting because pe people make some pretty uh, pretty bold assumptions, um, especially with you know exit cap rates um, and just expense ratios. Like you know they'll take top revenue line item and they'll say, oh yeah, this this park's running at a fifty percent expense ratio. I know I could run it at a thirty five percent. You know it's like you better make sure that you really know how to do that um, because there's a lot of factors at play. It's not all theory. Um, so um, maybe any advice for any, anyone getting into mobile home park investing, make sure you either team up or get counsel or advice from someone that 
is actually doing the work, has done the work and, and knows the industry. Um, because people read a lot of books, listen to some podcasts and think they're an expert. And um, I think there's a lot more value in actually working with someone that is, you know, boots on the ground. They, they're actually doing it. They actually know what's going on in the industry. Now, that's a great, that's a great tip. I see that all the time too. And I've said this before on my show is that nowhere in anybody's Microsoft Excel projections does it end in bankruptcy. Like no one's ever done that, right? But in real life, projects end in bankruptcy, right? And why is that? Because their assumptions were wrong or their implementation strategy was wrong. Yeah. So yeah, having have experience, I see people all the time, oh, you can just, you can pay this. Brokers are the worst at it. Just, oh, just oh, do yeah. this, do this, do this. You increase, increase rent like this, you cut this, just boom, you got this yield. I'm like, yeah, that's how the math works, but, yeah. how do, but how does it work in real life? And if it's that easy, why aren't you doing it? it you, had access to, you have access to deal. You, you got first dibs on it, like, because it's not a real business plan. It's, it's math in a spreadsheet. It's not easy to do. It's, you know, it, so. Exactly. I, I know. I, I see a lot of broker deals, deal, deals that are like, oh, yeah, all you got to do is just go in there and just, you know, increase lot rent $200 a month on day one. You're like, yeah, no, that's 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 not going to happen on for many different reasons but um it's interesting like a lot of the pricing that i'm seeing i mean the fact that we're seeing stuff you know in the fours cap rates absolutely blows my mind um but uh oh gosh where are we going with this oh yeah just um you know seeing the pricing from from brokers it, you know just assuming you know, almost like you're there you they want you to prepay for value add like Oh yeah, you could you know go in here and and increase the the rent a hundred dollars, and they want you to prepay for that work. Right. You know, and why would you do that? People do it every day, right? And I yeah, I, I mean, the one this morning is a seven year IRR, fifteen percent. So if you carry out a business plan, infill, cut cost, and raise rent for seven years, and it works. A leveraged rate of return with principal pay down, with cash flow, with appreciation, get you 15% gross before, if you had to do any investor, before you had any splits, if it works out. You're thinking, that sounds like a horrible way to make 15%. That seems like <laughs> right. a, a lot of work. You know, a yeah. lot to go and right. everything has to go right for yeah. it to work out. It's like all of a sudden that index fund starting to sound pretty good. I mean, no yeah. work. You know, so exactly. no, I, I think your, your advice is great to, you know, question assumptions, partner up with people that have the experience, be conserved, be conservative, and just in general, you know, get educated in any way you can. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Definitely agree. Okay. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good tip for sure. Well, sitting before we go, is, can people, how can people find you uh, website or email or LinkedIn, any, any preferred way? Uh, I'm in multiple places. I mean, uh, you can, you can uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook. You can private message me there. I do get a lot of messages there. And, um, you know, I, I'll put my email out here too. Um, I, I've gotten questions from doing some other podcasts. Um, if you have any questions or feedback, or if you're interested in, you know, potentially, um, you know, uh, being an LP in one of our deals, you can always email me at Sydney, S-Y-D-N-E-Y at odcfund.com and um, I'll put you, put you with uh, one of our, our teammates that can uh, give you more information on, on our offerings. All right, sounds good. Thanks for coming on. 
You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.